your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. On the phone with me, Viterbo political science professor Keith Knutson, who's sheltering in place on the uh, just south of Lacrosse, I believe. Keith, if we're gonna we're gonna pinpoint your uh, your location. Yeah, well, um, with uh, some of the reactions I get on the air, Rick, maybe we shouldn't pinpoint it too closely. <laughs> He's in uh, North Korea, everybody. He's calling <laughs> remotely from the other side of the world. What time is it over there? About three a.m. or <laughs> well, it's, it, it's dark on the other side of the planet. <laughs> All right. So, Keith, uh, if, before we get into the $2 trillion, I'm calling it a bailout. Is it accurate to call it a bailout, or should we be calling no. it something else? No. Um, uh, um, some businesses will be bailed out. There's a, a three-pronged part to that, but we're going to hold off on that till after when we got a little more time, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the not a bailout. We'll talk about that no, when I, we come I back. Wouldn't, I wouldn't call it that. The uh, it's much more complex. Okay. A complex, not bailout. <laughs> um, but obviously, Viterbo, along with just about, I'm, I want to say 99.9% of the schools, at least universities out there, have have canceled, um, well, classes in class, in-person classes, I could say, and uh, have gone to a online version of this you, as an old guy, you've, have you had to try to figure out this this thing called a computer and, and, and how to, uh, I don't know, are you lecturing online or are you just handing out assignments and making kids, making students write papers that you can read and grade or what's, how do you, how do you do this? Well, Rick, I'm so glad you called so I get to talk with someone. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I think all, uh, all of uh, American higher education um, has uh closed its campuses. Of course, there's Phoenix University, which is uh, an online delivery in and of itself, so uh, no change for that institution. But for most uh, uh, American universities, colleges, uh, yeah, we're going through a big transition, uh, no longer face-to-face, as we call it these days. And um, some of us are probably scrambling more than others to find uh, our, our way to engage in online delivery. Uh, so uh, I'm develop- I've developed uh, for my classes what are called discussion boards, uh, putting up uh, uh, material uh, students are expected to have read and uh, asking questions about it. And yes, uh, not all the students have actually uh, gotten uh, into it yet. Uh, we're discovering that some people have uh, problems with Internet access. Uh, some of the students, their lives have been... And this would not. This would be true not just for Viterbo, but I'm sure across the land, their lives are so disrupted that uh, uh, because there may not be this physical face-to-face uh, encounter in education, um, they're struggling to find their way to the students to get it done. But uh, all of us as teachers are now expected to, um, if we don't have the capacity, develop right now the capacity to uh, deliver education online. Do you get a lot of tips from the university or from colleagues on, hey, this is a good way I've been doing it, or are you trying to like figure this out on your own for the most part? Um, uh, uh, like almost all universities, uh, at least that I've been hearing about, um, for us, the week after spring break, uh, when it was uh, known that we wouldn't be able to meet face-to-face, we took that week uh, to get ourselves prepared and... Uh, Viterbo, uh, in its uh, Franciscan way, has been really helpful. Um, people 
you know, almost bending over backwards to engage and help and share. And that's one of the beautiful elements of, uh, of my experience at the terrible. I, I, I hate to, uh, not hate, I, I'm, I'm not here to laud uh, one, my, the institution I'm a part of over any other. Um, I would imagine uh, in a time of crisis, uh, most of us are prepared to make our compromises with what needs to be done to get through uh, a very challenging uh, time for not just the United States, but uh, most people around the globe now. Have your students? Uh, you said some aren't even engaged. Do you have? Do you have anyone? Not to you're, not to signal anyone out. We don't have to name names or anything like that. But um, <laughs> no, have won't. you had any students that really have had trouble? Okay, I'm not face to face. I'm not in class, and and now I I'm really this isn't working for me, and and, and I, I'm really struggling now. Aside from not having the internet, I've had uh, several students uh, uh, talk about maybe my direction isn't the clearest in this new online format for me. I did teach online way back in 2004. Um, so that's 16 years ago. Um, and I, I like to be in the classroom. I enjoy the, uh, the face-to-face human contact. Um, and, and so we're, we're all learning, and uh, that's what we can develop out of a, um, a crisis like this is uh, – uh, learning how to do new things and learning to appreciate uh, that we're all thrown into a pot where we're we're unsettled or unsure, and uh, we have to uh, uh, be accommodating with one another. On the flip side, do you have any smart Alex students that are so glad not to have to listen to Dr. Knutson lecture for an hour a day, and and um, all they have to do is read? <laughs> um, uh, uh, none of them have been. Uh, uh, prepared to say that sort of thing. They're all very kind people, uh, and uh, I can't imagine any of them uh, saying that uh, directly to me. But, you know, you could imagine a few of them uh, being somewhat grateful for um, release time from Knutson. Yeah. Well, even if they're just, you know, maybe, you know, as as a go, we, we do this every week, you know that I'm just always joking around. So oh, I would think uh, that... Oh, Rick, uh, I, I wouldn't... Uh, Come back for more of it if I didn't enjoy your company and 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 uh, engaging in exchange with you and with your audience. I look forward to some calls coming in. Yeah, we got one right now. Uh, before we hit news, I'll, I'll throw Main Street guy on. Uh, he might have some some questions in this regard with uh, you being a college professor. Uh, Main Street guy, you're on with Keith and, and myself. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just curious. Um, how would one go about? Uh, uh, arranging uh, to audit one of Dr. Knudsen's uh, courses? Oh, um, you could contact Viterbo University, and uh, uh, there there are uh, opportunities to audit courses. Um, and, uh, it, boy, I'd be honored if anyone wanted to do that. I've actually had, in the past, um, retired uh, individuals who have audited courses, and that's really been kind of fun to have people uh, engage in the educational process who aren't there to necessarily get the degree or get the, get a grade, but uh, uh, driven by yeah, their, I would their think quest to learn. I, I would think that'd be interesting to discover. I didn't know what the attitude towards, uh, you know, I'm not retired, but uh, I'm, I'm getting there. But I think that, you know, with the little spare time, I think auditing uh, classes and that, you know, especially in this community where we have so many uh, institutions of learning would be pretty interesting. 
we're, we're I just didn't know how many people like take institution. advantage of that. Uh, I think it's r- r- relatively inexpensive as long as uh, the class is not filled to its maximum uh, student limit. Uh, then I do believe, um, at least uh, this has been in the past, and it's been a while since uh, I've had a student like this uh, who has been auditing, but I, I think there is a real possibility for that. As a matter of fact, call oh, okay. uh, That's I can investigate that, and uh, uh, you could, uh, uh, I would just call the terrible. Okay, that sounds good. So you're not going to arrange it for me, right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I would love to do that if I could. Um, uh, right now, kind of busy learning this new online framework. <laughs> I gotcha. All right. No, I really appreciate it. I was just interested in that, how something like that would work. All right. Well, have I a good would night, say you guys. that Viterbo has a whole array of evening classes, and if you're working during the day, um, there are uh-huh. uh, quite a few evening classes available. And, and then there are specifically online classes where, um, oh, the term is uh, asynchronous. You don't have to be... Um, at a classroom at a particular time, so that that might be quite amenable to anyone who has a work schedule. I would think so, and I would think uh, that'd be kind of tweaked considering what's going on now that uh, more of those uh, opportunities would be made available. Well, I'm living with someone who teaches epidemiology, and um, boy, I'll tell you, I'm learning a lot uh, just (laughs) trying to engage in discussion with my partner about uh, what she's teaching in terms of following this pandemic, uh, uh, as we like to say now, in real time. That is, it's going on and trying to uh, uh, understand the, the science behind the flattening the curve and all that sort of thing. It, 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 that's an education in, of a, in and of itself. Oh, I'll bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot for your help. I'll talk to you guys okay. later. All right. Thanks for the call. Thanks, you thanks for calling. Uh, all right, so if you if Mainstream Guy got, does end up getting uh, a class, you know, t- taught by you, if he ends up taking a class, I want commission, Keith. I don't know if you work on commission, <laughs> but I do. So um, I'll expect a check in the mail. But right now we got to go. we got to hit news. So we'll be back with Keith Knudsen, Viterbo political science professor, after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. If you want to get in here, as a couple of people are waiting on hold, 608. 608- 785-7914, the Sugarloaf Ford talk and text line. Keith Knutson, Viterbo political science professor, in here with me. We were just talking before the break about uh, his transitioning and, and transitioning in general for college professors to online classes, as well as students, obviously. Um, all those all those students um, having to either go home or go back to their wherever they're, they're living and, and figure out how to learn online exclusively. Um but we want to get into this Senate two point what two point two trillion dollar. Uh, nah, what do you want to call it? Uh, aid plan, Keith? Is that can yeah, I call it an I, aid I, plan? I think so. Um, uh, even stimulus package. Um, uh, there are three portions to it. Uh, maybe we begin um, with uh, well, uh, any of us who might have been uh, laid off or um, uh, having to to. Uh, lose income yeah uh, um, hey keith i'll put you i'll pause this for a second because i i uh i do want to get into that but i i don't want to keep anthony who's uh riding in a truck right now i don't know where you're riding anthony maybe you're in, you're just in a pickup truck but maybe you're in a semi where I, where, anthony you're on the air go ahead man i'm in a pickup truck but, okay uh, i do have 
I, I do have quite two questions for the doctor. One is about the educational end of it, and the other the political, and then I have one for Rick, too, but Rick might not, so people boycott his his program. But for the doctor, I'd like to know, are the institutions of higher education looking at prorating the tuition that the students were charged, um, such as, you know, like I believe a turbo requires that their uh, freshman students live on uh, in dorms. Is that any consideration? The next thing is, what can, is your can opinion we, can we of the that one first, Anthony? Because I can, I can remember that, and I did see a message from our president talking about just that. So I think Viterbo and and all um, uh, residence universities are engaged in some process of uh, rebating some money. Uh, to students, but that that uh, I, I know that about that only through reading about it in the in the news. Excellent, excellent. That's very good to hear. Next question: What is your feeling about the 350 million that's in the Senate package proposed um, for migrant and refugees? And I can't believe that a proposal would be 830 some odd. Ages. I understand that there are some direction and some requirements of the suggestions that are in this bill, but the 350 million. And yes, it, it, when you look at the general population of America, it's roughly maybe a dollar fifty per person. But once Washington D.C. gets done handling it, distributing it, and all of this other items, that's going to end up being five or ten dollars per person. And my personal budget is not like Washington, D.C.'s, where it's $10 here, $10 there. Pretty soon you're talking real money. We're talking real money after this all has to be paid back because we know it has to be paid back by the taxpayer. Well, um, of course, even before this package, Anthony, uh, the uh, uh, national-level government was running um, for this fiscal year, I think September uh, of 30, uh, October 1 is the turn of the fiscal year date, um, a trillion dollars deficit, that is $1 trillion more spent than taken in in taxes, and I think we're at 22 or $23 trillion total debt. Um, so governments have this capacity um, uh, through their sovereign authority of uh, being responsible for disseminating, printing, making money, um, government the governments can run these kinds of deficits. Um, the economists would tell us that if it gets to be a, a percentage of a debt uh, that's uh, out of whack in comparison to what is the total national worth, we can get ourselves into trouble. Um, but uh, uh, this. This uh, stimulus package, as I'm calling it, is uh, it, it's not going to be paid for by taxes because, of course, one of the primary intentions is uh, we're probably already in a recession, uh, uh, most of the uh, officials would tell us, uh, economists, uh, et cetera. Uh, but we want to uh, try to avoid as deep a recession as possible. So this is what uh, scholars call deficit spending. Let's prime the, prime the pump. And uh, 
try to avoid a, a, a deep economic uh, uh, recession that could become a, a depression. All right, uh, we'll go to the next caller. Eric from Sparta is calling in. Eric, you're on the air. Go ahead. You're on with Keith. Yeah, first of all, I hope you and uh, Rick are both safe. Thank and you, Eric, and also with you, brother. And uh, I, I a, a question I want to ask you is, uh, do you have any opinion about this Chick-fil-A moving into Alaska? <laughs> I, mean, I want to get off this COVID for a second. Do you have any opinion about that moving into Alaska? Uh, thank you very much. All right. Um, Thank you, Eric. What, I, I didn't quite uh, understand what was moving into Alaska. It's it's not important. There's a there's a restaurant coming to Alaska, so they're they're Boy, the city council if, had a if, meeting about if it. It is Rick. It's it's kind of bad timing because I think all restaurants are closed down right now. Yeah, I mean they're just they're they're doing land usage at this point. So way way we're down there. We're like a year and a half out before it would even be a thing. So um, there's other factors there, but it's not really your area of expertise in in terms of a. Uh, uh, what I want to get into, I mean, there's other okay. things we could talk about. But Joe has been waiting on hold. Joe, thanks for waiting. You're on the air with Keith from Viterbo. Hey, guys. So we're going to borrow $2 trillion against the country that attacked us with biological warfare. Uh, my question is, what are we going to do when China releases one of the COVID strains that actually will devastate the world population? I mean, this was a way to see how we take being controlled. Uh, and then we're going to borrow the money from them, which they knew undoubtedly was going to happen. So you guys probably don't believe in that, that it's not biological warfare, but what are we going to do when they decide to shut us down when the economy, you know, gets back to 29000 or, you know, the dollar gets stronger and they can't have that? So what are you guys prepared to do when China releases a more deadlier strain? Okay. All right. Um, well, certainly uh, 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 we know that um, biological, chemical, nuclear um, warfare is a possibility. Um, I, 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 you, you said, Joe, that um, maybe we wouldn't accept the idea that um, this COVID, uh, uh, the, the coronavirus, um, is a, a biological attack by China against us. And, and uh, you're right, I do not accept that. Of course, the thing started in China, and um, uh, I think there were 80,000 cases in China and how many thousands of deaths? Uh, Italy has just passed China for the number of uh, coronavirus uh, COVID-19 deaths. Um so uh, it, it's. I, I would be perplexed by a country trying to uh, promulgate an attack um, where its own people uh, are the initial targets, and then of course the Chinese economy has uh, taken a, a very serious hit in in their attempts to uh, address this problem. Um, for me, Joe, I would say that this is an indication that uh, uh, these kinds of viruses, these kinds of pandemics are part of our human civilized history. And now that we live in a globalized existence, we know how um, rapidly and devastatingly these things can uh, move around uh, the planet. Um, I did uh, read an article in The Guardian today um, 
uh, the former prime minister uh, in Britain, Gordon Brown, was arguing that uh, in all of these discussions about how the world is grappling with this, uh, the UN Security Council should be uh, a part of the discussion apparatus, and that uh, uh, for Gordon Brown and I'm, uh, uh, I think you're, you and Joe, you and other listeners here might uh, have a sense that I'd be inclined to investigate this at least. Uh, maybe, maybe there needs to be stronger international. Um, we don't have to call it government, but institutions, uh, organizations, which can help us uh, uh, address these kinds of uh, uh, possible medical threats to us. All right, thanks for the call, Joe. Uh, we're gonna come. We're gonna hit Scott's comment in the news here in a minute, and then Keith, maybe we will talk about the two point two trillion dollars when we come back from the news. What do you think? <laughs> I'm I, I'm looking forward to that. Rick. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like uh, we got to burn. We got to burn up your expertise on this thing. Otherwise, people are gonna have to listen to me try to talk about it tomorrow. Well, uh, all, you might all you might only need a stick match for that, but that's okay. Yeah. All right. All right. We're gonna hit Scott's comment in the news. We'll be back with uh, Dr. Keith Knutson from Viterbo University in just a couple of minutes. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. If you guys want to get in here, as Joe inundates me with conspiracy Chinese warfare, Russian warfare texts, you guys can also send me texts on the Sugar Sugarloaf Forward talking text line or call me 608-785-7914. Bob's waiting on hold, and Bob, I'll get to you in just a second. Dr. Keith Knutson, Viterbo political science professor in here with me. Um, Keith, what I want to talk about in terms of, you know, like you're not a – Economist, so I don't know if we can get into the nitty gritties of the $2.2 trillion bill in that regard. But what I want to talk about for sure is because I brought this up yesterday the idea that we throw everything into a package so gigantic and then we try to negotiate amongst two groups of, you know, politicians that, that don't really haven't gotten along for maybe forever, but haven't really haven't gotten along in the last three, four years. Um, so, so I want to go there. At a, is is that a good place to go with this with this package? Sure. Uh, the idea of a, a a grand package, a big package, a grand bargain. Uh, uh, our country needs this uh, stimulus package, as I'm calling it uh, right now. And so, uh, if it's something that is um, absolutely needed, then uh, you try to perhaps put as much into it as you possibly can from the uh, the legislator's perspective, uh, because you know that uh, your uh, political opponents are boxed in and having to, to vote for this thing. Mm-hmm. For a while, the, the Democrats were uh, being critiqued by uh, Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Uh, the Democrats wanted to try to get some uh, I'm going to call it more stringent guidelines on um, how the money would be uh, accounted for, who might get the money, uh, and uh, uh, the, the the Democrats then could hold out for a few days, but uh, they couldn't. They, uh, and I think they got some some accountability, some greater accountability well, into this this thing. Well, I think they were just holding out for a couple more Republican senators to get quarantined, and then the Senate would be equal and the votes would be even. Um, but before we go there, uh, Bob's been waiting so long here, and, and thanks for waiting, Bob. You're on the air with Keith. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, I'd just Hi, like Bob. to make a comment, and then Mr. Knutson could uh, – hi, Mr. Knutson. That's kind of how it rolls um, here. Go ahead, Bob. Yes. Yeah, um, 
call it the stimulus stimulus bill. Um, that would have been passed Sunday for sure. But um, then Nancy Pelosi put these uh, 12 to 15 things that she wanted, that the Democrats wanted, that had nothing to do with the coronavirus. And now it's going to be probably tomorrow. So there was five days wasted um, on this bill. It should have been passed Sunday. But, I mean, the things that the Democrats wanted, uh, they had nothing to do with the coronavirus bill. I mean, like giving $25 million to the John, uh, John F. Kennedy, uh, I don't know, Center Finance, Fine Arts Center. The Republicans finally gave in to a few of those things. But, I mean, the Democrats just used this time when everybody needs these money in that to get their left-wing things passed. I mean, that wasn't right. And I don't know how you can defend Pelosi and the Democrats uh, for holding up this bill for five days uh, for, for trying to get things passed that they had nothing to do with the coronavirus uh, crisis. All right, thanks for the call, Bob. Is Nancy Pelosi throwing things into a Senate bill, Keith? So this bill has been uh, formulated in the Senate. Um, Pelosi had engaged, so this is the third bill now. This is the third piece of legislation uh, passed in response to the coronavirus. Uh, The earlier ones, uh, the House of Representatives, uh, where the Democrats have, I think, a 30-seat majority, um, uh, those bills uh, did originate with uh, in the House, uh, and uh, uh, Pelosi negotiated with Secretary Treasury Mnuchin. The one we're talking about now originated in the Senate, and uh, again, uh, Secretary Mnuchin has been negotiating with um, Leader McConnell and uh, the minority leader, the Democrat uh, from New York, Chuck Schumer. But of course, that bill has to pass the House of Representatives as as well. And so both parties are um, trying to ensure that their priorities are going to be represented in this uh, massive piece of, of legislation. And I will say, so, Keith, a uh, headline on AP right now, Pelosi forecasts House will okay Senate's $2.2 trillion virus plan, I think by Friday, they said. so. Right. Um, uh, and and uh, Bob might have uh, picked up already that uh, I'm probably more sympathetic to Pelosi and the Democrats, whereas he's more sympathetic to President Trump and the Republicans. Let, let's let's get down to it. This is a national emergency. Um, we've now passed a thousand deaths from the coronavirus. Um, I think we've um, uh, we're probably going to pass China in how many um, reported uh, confirmed illnesses uh, we have, um, and we uh, uh, may end up passing Italy, uh, which just passed China in the number of deaths. So, um, yeah, we're we're talking politics. I'm a political scientist. But at certain points in our collective lives, there are things that need to get done. And, of course, uh, the political parties are not on vacation. Those are the people elected 
to the legislature who have to pass these bills so President Trump can sign them into law. And uh, all of these parties, that is, the, the, the Republicans and the Democrats, two, two political parties, but the chamber and the Senate, the chamber and the House, and then the, the president coming out of the executive branch, to get legislation to become law, they've got to agree. And so they're going to bring their priorities. We could uh, uh, break down the uh, what I'm calling the stimulus package into the three parts that uh, comprises it, which are uh, absolutely essential to not only our economic health, but to our basic human health. That is, there's a lot of money here going to hospitals, uh, health care workers, uh, who are putting their lives on the line to try to save Americans uh, who are uh, uh, facing this um, unknown virus uh, until about uh, four or five months ago. I, I um, think, Keith, I think we can all agree that <laughs> the Senate, you know, as I, I think there is about three or four senators, I believe they're all Republican for some reason, just kind of coincidence, or maybe we, maybe Joe can tell us that uh, the, the Chinese are infecting Republican senators to even out the, the Senate to uh, make it harder to pass any legislation. But they're in quarantine. Why can't the senators vote remotely? It's 2020. What are we doing? You're online teaching classes. They're not making you go to the go to the Viterbo and and teach classes. You're teaching online. So why can't senators just do this remotely? Are are we worried somebody's going to be at their home with a gun to their head, telling them, "Don't vote for this bill, you you Republican conservative piece of crap"? I, I just don't understand. Um. Yeah, the, the, the Congress has rules that the, the members have to be there in person. Um, of course, the rules are uh, decades, if not centuries old. Uh, and uh, out of this experience, maybe we'll see that the uh, the two chambers will update their voting uh, rules to accommodate some kind of uh, future pandemic. But those Why? rules just don't exist right now. Why wouldn't the Senate... Just throw that into the bill. 880 pages. Make it 881. Senators can vote online through Skype. Um, that may not be the highest priority. The, the, the thing has gotten through the, uh, the Senate and it's going to get through the House. Yeah. If Pelosi says it's going to pass, she uh, seems to be one of the all-time best vote counters in uh, congressional history. And uh, the thing is going to get through. And this is very fast-paced for how we get our legislation. So uh, I would encourage uh, Americans to take a look at this legislative process and see that our system can still respond to an emergency. Yeah, the idea that this should have been passed Sunday or Monday, willy-nilly, just get it through, we're, we're a, a country in need it's $2.2 trillion. We should probably hash it out a little bit. I know I know uh, Americans are struggling, but we're pretty resilient. I think we can wait a couple of weeks to make sure that the, uh, you know, the, what do you want to say, the, the T's are crossed and the J's are dotted, the lowercase J's? So, of course, one of the things, one of the, the this, this is a three-legged stool, this, this piece of legislation. Um, I think about one quarter of it is... Um, going to go to many of us in terms of these um, checks that are going to be cut uh, to uh, people registered with the IRS, the Internal Revenue Service. There's going to be an expansion of unemployment compensation. Uh, Businesses uh, employing more than 50 people but less than 500 um, 
uh, are going to receive some money to uh, provide uh, sick leave uh, for uh, their workers. Um, and, uh, of course, some of this is about uh, providing relief to people who are being negatively impacted economically. Um, uh, I'll, I'll just speak for myself. I am teaching online. I'm, I'm employed. Uh, I think yesterday was my payday. I got my, my pay. Um, uh, so some of us are not going to be negatively impacted. Uh, but um, as I understand it, I'm still going to get uh, a check. Um, but there are many Americans, of course, uh, what, 3 million, more than 3 million people filed for unemployment compensation this week. So uh, our uh, our legislators are, are trying to help people are being uh, negatively impacted, but they're also trying to uh, prevent the, what is, seems a certain recession from getting so bad that it's going to be harder to climb out of it than what is necessary. And here's when government becomes important. So the the first stool of this this uh, the first oh, leg of this stool, Keith. I will say, Americans. Keith, I will say, with everybody that's filing for unemployment, you know, and, and the numbers just skyrocket. Probably a lot of those people could just flip over and work for the unemployment office in taking uh, unemployment claims. Right? We could hire about a hundred thousand people that way. Well, of course, some businesses are hiring. Yeah, um, I think, uh, I, uh, Amazon and Google are, are hiring uh, quite a few. Well, people I've right seen now. I've seen ads on social media for simply right around here, Quick Trip and Walmart. I I, I know I've seen, yeah. and and probably grocery stores too, because they're you know doing all kinds of business. Um, right. But okay, and, I, and 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 a lot of those people who are working are dealing with the public, and they are running the risk of getting the coronavirus. Yeah. So right right now we are focused on trying to prevent the spread of this virus, more people getting sick, and more people dying. We know that's going to happen, but we want to limit that. Yeah, it's amazing how we don't quite think about like, oh yeah, the grocery stores are still open. Oh yeah, all those people making you know ten, fifteen bucks an hour. Uh, th- those are the people working right now every day. Um, and working hard too. So, um, Keith, we're going to take a minute break here, but I do want to, you know, we, we talked about this a little bit before, but the, I, and I know this thing has passed and I, from what I can tell from you, this thing passed pretty quickly based on how gigantic it was, right? Absolutely. Very much so. Okay. Yeah. I still want to argue the fact that I, I would, I would have loved to have, have done this one at a time, one provision at a time, but, uh, we'll do that when we come back. We'll be back in a minute and a half here with Keith Knudsen from Viterbo right here on Wisdom. All right. Welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. Keith really is, he's, he's doing the show off the air. We, and I'm like, Keith, we're, we're back on. We could do this on the air. Um, there's three provisions to this trillion, $2.2 trillion package. We mentioned one already. Uh, Keith, what are the well, other there, two? There, that... there are many provisions. There are three major elements to it. We've talked about right, the one yeah. that goes, let's call it, directly to American citizens. So yeah, the second okay. part of it um, is uh, probably $1 trillion. Uh, so that is one half of it. Uh, going to uh, businesses uh, to keep small businesses and, and then all the way up to corporations, uh, keep them afloat so that when we get through the corona uh, shutdown and then we get uh, back into daily interchange, we've got businesses that will uh, employ uh, those who are unemployed uh, and keep our economy uh, moving forward. Yep. And then the third element of this, half a, a trillion dollars to the Federal Reserve, um, the Federal Reserve can turn each one of those dollars into 10 more, 
It's not magic. It's the modern financial system. And this is going to keep our our money system moving so that, uh, uh, again, once we get through the crisis, uh, all of us, uh, hopefully all of us, can get back to some degree of normality um, in the uh, the previously booming economy, which we were experiencing before this crisis. Um, I know that uh, obviously it's passed the Senate and it's going to pass the House, according to Nancy Pelosi. She said it should likely pass tomorrow, the $2.2 trillion uh, aid package. Um, and, and people want to argue that it took too long. They should have passed over the weekend. But you'll argue that, uh, no, we did this pretty fast. It's a gigantic bill. But why can't we break this bill down into, okay, money for hospitals, Senate, yay or nay? We're going to do uh, $200 million for, I know that's not the right number, but $200 million for uh, helping the healthcare system. Uh, yay or nay, everybody, vote. And then do the next provision. Like, And then just keep doing that. We, we had seven days. We could have did that, right? I don't think so, Rick. Um, uh, the the two two point two trillion dollar package um, probably has. Oh gosh, I, I, I of course haven't even read this thing. Uh, well, it's only eight hundred pages, it, Keith. It, it's got it, it, and, and it's probably got within those eight hundred pages hundreds of various provisions, and to debate each one of those, um, that would take a long time and. Probably more important, Rick, is to get the entire package through um, because our economy is so big uh, that uh, $2.2 trillion, uh, look, that's a lot of money, uh, but uh, uh, as, a, as a percentage of our economy, uh, well, the previous bills uh, don't come close to that, but we're, we're putting a lot of money into our collective public effort right now and uh, we just don't have the t- the time uh, to debate each uh, singular provision. This is the job of our representatives to engage in these negotiations and represent Bob's interests. And then uh, if, it, if it's mine, okay, so be it. Represent my interests and the interests of all these elected representatives' constituents. Uh, and in this emergency situation, get this job done. And by God, the Congress is getting this one done. Yeah, you seem surprised. No, wait, you seem uh, ecstatic about it, and we're all, I think, uh, uh, people who don't pay attention to this stuff every day are like, eh, it seems like it took too long. Um, well, we might we might recall the Great Recession of 08 uh, and uh, uh, climbing out of that, and, of course, uh, one aspect of that was a slow climb out of that recession, and one of the things are... Uh, Officials and our uh, economic professionals, our our, our uh, uh, faculty, our, our educators who study this stuff, uh, can find ways of avoiding the pain. And I think that's what this package is going to help us do, avoid continued greater pain than what we need to suffer once we get through this. Um, Nathan texted in. He goes, uh, how come people who are Republicans that maybe are listening to the show why are they bashing this? It seems like a socialist bill. Um, or why are they bashing in this, Democrats? In this moment of crisis, uh, of course, we turn to government. And uh, for many, uh, uh, well, I, I shouldn't speak for Republicans. Uh, let me say my perception of many Republicans, uh, a government that delivers services, uh, money to individual citizens, that, that can be considered socialism. I think that... Uh, uh, well, I'm teaching the New Deal in U.S. history right now, 
And, uh, of course, in our greatest economic calamity in our history, what happened? Uh, what uh, we refer to as big government today. So when, when we get into a crisis, where do we have to turn to? Government. And uh, we expect government to respond to our, our, our trials and tribulations, but we also expect government to be responsible uh, and try to do this as efficiently and in a, a cost-saving ways as much as possible. All right. Uh, you got 30 seconds, Keith, and really just changing the subject here. Do you think the April 7th elections will happen where we do it in person? Governor Evers has said that he is committed to this and not delaying our um, April 7th election like five or six states have done now. Um, I believe there's a way to do it. I'm hoping because uh, I haven't done an absentee ballot, so I want to vote in person. Um, and I think uh, I think our state with uh, our our long, strong election history, I think we can pull this one off. Okay, it would be it would be really hard to delay it, huh? Now you only have 10 seconds. I, I think it's important to hold our elections, and I think we can we can do this. Okay. All right, Keith Knudsen, Viterbo University Political Science, thanks for joining me. My pleasure, Rick. Uh, all, all the best to the audience out there. All right, thanks, guys. See you tomorrow.